We've been in the 23rd Psalm now. I guess this is about the 8th message, and I guess I got about two more to go. So uh, going to be about 10 messages deep in this six verses, and I've not even skimmed the surface. I could preach another 10 and still not have the surface skimmed. Let's read the entire Psalm together. Let's stand our feet this morning. Always do that, but I feel like the Lord had first two today. The Lord is my shepherd, verse one, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. Why? Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, God, would you help us this morning? Lord, I feel a breeze from another country today, and I I thank you and praise your holy name for that. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to see your will today, speak to us and through us, get me out of the way. Lord, receive all the honor and the glory out of today's service. We'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Like I said, we've been several weeks in the 23rd Psalm. We really, what we've seen in this Psalm is a, uh, it's a year cycle of the sheep. We started in verse 1 down at the home pasture. The Lord, we got born into his flock and boy, weren't we proud. We stood up and said, the Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) Down by the still waters, laying down in the green pastures, we learned to trust him. As a matter of fact, before we got out of verse one, we said, I shall not want. Boy, down there in the home country, down there at the barn, we learned we can trust the Lord. Then he led us, he led us up through some rocky paths, up through the paths of righteousness, up through the paths of adversities. We turned off and with him, we went down through the valley of the shadow of death, but we learned some things through there. Number one, we learned if we mess up, guess what? He's in the restoring business. And we learned that we can find comfort through the rod and through the staff. We find comfort even in the hard times. He led us through the valley of the shadow of death and up on the tablelands. We looked at that last week. Oh, on the tablelands, just us and the shepherd grazing and eating and enjoying and enjoying his bountiful supply. And then last Sunday night, we talked a little bit about that anointing our head with oil. Yeah. 
as summer comes on and the flies begin to buzz, that anointing with oil keeps the flies out of the nose and helps with so many different things. Now summer is past. Fall is beginning to come on. The golden rays of fall and the deep shadows are coming in. The days are getting cooler. Fall is in the air. They tell me, Brother Marvin, that the time that the sheep are the happiest is in the early fall. In the early fall, the flies, the pests are gone. In the early fall, the sheep's bellies have been feeding on the table land all those months. So their bellies are full. The nutrients out of that table land food has made their wool nice and healthy. And that old sheep can stand there and go, oh boy, my cup runneth over. That's what I'll preach on a little while this morning if the Lord will help us. I want to preach on the thought of my cup runneth over. That sheep that fall is coming on, he has learned to depend on his shepherd. He has learned to feed with his shepherd. He has learned to live with his shepherd. And all of that leads that sheep to conclude, not only is my cup full, but it's running over on both sides. Can I just take time out? Just a minute and say, God has been good in my life. I don't know about any of you this morning, but my cup runs over. I'm glad to report to you today that spending time with my shepherd on the table land, I have found that he always overflows my cup. How many of you this morning, on a Sunday morning, uh, cold outside, 10 degrees when I left my house, could still say, preacher, I've got a full cup. My cup's overflowing this morning. God has been good. God has been gracious. God has been real. Look around. See how you're blessed. Count your many blessings and realize that God is good in your life. I say glory be to the Lamb of God. I'm glad to be in His pasture this morning. I'm glad to be full on Him. Thank God my cup runneth over. Let me give you a few things right here. Number one, we see this phrase. It's the preceding verse. Verse 5. It's the the end of verse 5, Rachel. Uh, There we go. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Let's look at this phrase. My cup runneth over. First Can I give you this thought? There is the confusion concerning the cup. There's some confusion about this. There's some people, if you'll agree with me right here, say amen, that seem like they're in constant complaint. I'm preaching. I I talked about it last week in my Sunday school class out of the book of Hebrews chapter 3. They're like the children in the wilderness. 
They're continually grumbling. They're continually complaining. Do y'all ever know anybody like that? It's like they got their station on complain and they jerk the knob off. That's all they ever do. It don't matter how good things go. Grumble, complain, bellyache. Is there, and and it really what they're saying is, my cup's not full. I, I, I need, I've got lack, I've got need, I've got problems. And I'm going to tell you that if you're a child of God, if you're complaining about your cup not being full, it's because you're confused about what having your cup full really means. You see, man looks on the outside of the cup. Man looks at the outside circumstances. But I'm going to report to you this morning, whether you're drinking out of a gold chalice or a tin dipper, thank God if you've got the Lord, you've got a full cup. Amen. Regardless of outside circumstance. Now watch this. Man always looks at the outside. The Bible said in Matthew 23 and verse 25, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but within they're full of exhaustion and excess. The blind Pharisee cleansed first that which was within the cup and the platter, that the outside may be clean also. You know what the Lord's trying to say to us? He's saying what's on the inside is more important than what's on the outside. Let me put it to you this way. I'd rather have inward contentment as outward success. Amen. I'd rather have a full cup and it be a tin dipper as to have an empty cup and it be a gold chalice. I'm just here to report to you. I've got something on the inside that's bubbling up out of me. And I'm just like that sheep. I can say, thank God my cup overflows. Hey, because of what I got on the inside. Some of you, if you'd quit looking on the outside all the time, you'd be a whole lot happier and a whole lot better off. I want a fine house. I want a nice vehicle. I want this. I want that. And when I don't have it, I'm on a pout and fit. I'm going to pitch a fit and grumble and complain. Let me tell you something this morning. If you're saved by the grace of God and headed toward heaven when you die, hey, hey, you ought to get full of the Holy Ghost and be satisfied with what you got. Hey, our cup runneth over. Now watch this. Watch this. The cup runneth over. Now, it's not the outside, but rather the inside. There's an emphasis here on the overflowing with Christ. And you say, wait a minute, preacher, I thought you was going to talk about all these material things that our cup overflows with. Now, there's some material things God gives us. We'll deal with those in a minute. But I'm going to tell you the primary thing, Brother Marvin, that my cup overflows with is spiritual things. Amen. It's spiritual things. My cup overflows with the presence of Christ in my life. And if that's not enough to satisfy you, you won't never be satisfied. If that's not enough to satisfy you, you'll never find satisfaction in this life. Because I'm telling you, Brother Neil, there's always something bigger and better to go after and something bigger and better to get. But when you're satisfied with Christ in your life, all of a sudden you're truly satisfied. Some of y'all, not your little Baptist head up and down if you know what I'm talking about this morning. When you're satisfied with Christ, you're truly satisfied. So it's an overflowing in our life of the life of Christ. Here's what Paul said about it. He said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Paul said, here's how I look at life. Now, let me give you something else right here. 
I'm just going to park and preach. Let me give you something right here. Here's what Paul said. Paul said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Now that's a head scratcher. Paul wrote that from a, from a Roman jail cell. He said, even out in jail, I'm just as content as a, a, a pig in slop. I'm just happy as I can be down here. Hallelujah, glory to God. Now how in the world can a man learn to be content in jail when you can't be content working second shift? <laughs> how in the world can a man learn to be content in jail the key is this he said for me to live is Christ and to die is gain you see what he did was he found his sufficiency in the Lord Jesus Christ instead of finding sufficiency in things I'm here to tell you today hey when our life overflows with the Lord Jesus Christ we'll find ourselves content in all circumstances it's an emphasis on the overflowing, but watch this. It's not over, not on that, but it's the infilling of the precious Spirit of God. Boy, well, I got to stop. I, 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 this morning, Sunday school, Brother Neil said his was a blessing. Mine was too. I got to stand on it this morning about that word comforter. Do you know that's what Jesus called the Holy Spirit more than anything else? He called him the comforter. That word comforter, now get this, and hold your mule because you might want to run and shout. That word comforter is a, is a, it comes, it's a Latin word. We get, it from, uh, we get it from Latin. That word come means to pull along or to ask for help, to, to beckon, come. That word forter, that's where we get our word fortress or our word fortified. So the word comforter, you know what it means? It means one that's brought alongside, one that's brought alongside in order to fortify, in order to strengthen, in order to help. Amen. Hey, those times I'd have quit and kicked out of the harness and never been back to church. But I got a comforter living on the inside of me. Hey, hey, when my flesh says quit, the comforter pulls alongside and helps and strengthens and fortifies. Whoop, hallelujah. Hey, my cup runs over this morning. Some confession concerning the cup. But then I want you to think about this. There's the completeness of the cup. That's not only spiritual. Oh, I've got spiritual blessings and my cup just bubbling. But you know what? I don't know about you, but God's been good to me in a lot of material ways too. Am I telling it right? Think about your health. You had feet to walk in here with this morning. You got a hand to raise. You got eyes to see. You got ears to hear. Boy, you shouldn't take that for granted. There's people laying over in the nursing home today, laying out in the hospital this morning. They'd give everything in their bank account for the opportunity to walk through those back doors and sit down on a church pew and holler, amen, hallelujah. And here we are with health uh, and we hadn't ought to take that for granted. Can I say to you this morning, my cup runs over. Oh my, amen, my cup uh, has run over. Hey, think about this. There's the human friendships and affections. Look around you this morning. I mean, here we are together with people that love us. Amen, with people that care for us. Amen. 
Oh boy, you talk about blessed. Think about your family. I mean, you got a husband or a wife that loves you. You ought to say hallelujah. You've got kids that care about you. You ought to say thank God. You know what that is? That's the blessings of the Almighty. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. I'm glad to report to you this morning, God has overflowed my cup. He's overflowed it and overflowed it and overflowed it. Hey, thank God for the material things. There's joys of the mind. Memories of days gone by. I mean, that's my cup's overflowing this morning. I'm sitting here thinking about it. I, I, I looked at Brother Neil for whatever reason, the memory come back to my mind. I was thinking about Bernice. And thinking about, you know, that's been a long time ago now, sitting up there in the old church. I, but if I went up there this morning, I could take you right to where she used to sit. Hey, man, with them squeaky shoes. Hey, man. Hey, how many of you said, oh, boy, and Bernice had come in and worshiped the Lord. I think about Laura Lee Thacker. I think about Arnold Stiles. I think about John and Jess Cooper. I mean, just things that come to my mind from time to time. You know what that is? That's my cup overflow. Oh man, anybody in here got any good memories? That's the Lord. That's the Lord. Oh boy, what an overflowing cup. Some of you younger people looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. You'll get there one of these days. Well, you've got a lot of friends yonder in glory and just every now and again, God allowed them to run across your mind. Hey, this morning on my way down here to the preacher's radio, I got thinking about Ellis Ray and some of the sweet memories that I had with that preacher man. And I said, thank, be, thank God for good memories. Oh boy, my cup's running over. I think about the comforts of home life. I've got a cupboard that's full with food. I ate steak and baked potatoes last night for supper. I got good clothes on my back. I had a warm place to sleep. Do you realize it's 10 degrees last night? Hey, but here you are. You didn't freeze to death during the night. I'm just telling you, your cup's full. You may not realize it, but your cup, it done went and overflowed this morning. Amen. I began to think about how every now and again there's a dash of extra sweetness that's poured into life's cup just out of the blue. Have you ever been just driving down the road and all of a sudden the sweet Holy Ghost of God get in the vehicle with you and go to turning stuff over in your soul? No particular reason, no particular why, but for some reason God decided to overflow your cup on a Monday morning. I'm just telling you, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. An overflowing cup. F.B. Meyer said this. Listen to this. He said, no human pencil can describe all that God pours into the lot of our life. Many of the constitutes are too subtle, too subtle for detection. Many are too divine for comprehension. Many are too numerous for consumption. But listen to this. He said, but whatever blessing is in our cup, it is sure to run over. For with him, the calf is always fat. With him, the robe is always best. His joy is unspeakable. 
His peace passes all understanding. I'm talking about a full cup. Oh, I'm about to get overwhelmed with it. A full cup. That little sheep said, boy, God, the shepherd's been so good to me. My little cup just runs over. I was thinking about it as I come down the road today. Last night we had a fire and it wasn't too bad. I was standing in the bedroom. We needed the power turned off. And had the wind up and there was some firemen in the yard. And I said, where's Neil McCurry? We need the power turned off this place. Because I knew Neil pull a meter do something. Turned out they switch on the pole. <laughs> Anybody could have cut it off. <laughs> and uh, a few minutes, somebody said, I heard him check out. He's on his way. In a few minutes, I leaned up the window and I said, Neil McCurry here yet? Neil popped his head up. Altec Boggin turned sideways, hood up over the, y'all ought to see him sometime. Altec Boggin, hood up over that. <laughs> Neil. I thought there's my friend, see. My cup's running over. I look at my youngins. Boy, my cup runs over. I think about this place. Look at this place that God gave us to come together and worship. I just feel like my cups are running over. When I get to thinking about all the good things God has given me in my life, and you know there's one thing, the devil could cause my youngins to backslide. The devil could bust my home up. The devil could burn my house down. The devil could crash my truck. But you know, there's a hope that reaches beyond what he can touch. Now you want to, hey, you want to talk about a, a cup that's running over. The Bible said there in Hebrews chapter number six and verse number 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. My hope is anchored in nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. And the devil can't touch it. Oh my. And if that's all I've got to claim on this planet, I can still stand and say, my cup runneth over because the devil can't do nothing about it. My hope. Oh my. Brother Perry, it's in the record book. Oh, my hope is more than in the Lamb's book of life. Oh, I'm glad my hope's not in this world. Oh, how many of you are glad this morning you got a full cup? Your hope's anchored in heaven. Oh, the devil, he's good at pulling the rug out from under you and good at tricks and good at problems. I'm glad, thank God, somewhere yonder in glory. Oh, my name is in the Lamb's book of life. And there's nothing he can do about it. I said there's nothing he can do about it. And for that case alone, my cup runs over. It's the completeness of the cup. 
But I say to you this morning, there's a confession about the cup. You know what the truth is? The truth is, I don't deserve that. The truth is, I don't deserve any of that. I know how sorry I am. I deserve to be in hell. I don't deserve to be living the life of my dreams and my cup overflowing and my hope in heaven and nothing the world can do or anybody else about it. My confession concerning the cup is that I deserved a different cup. All through the Bible, out throughout the Old Testament, you hear words like a cup of trembling. You hear words like the cup of God's wrath. Can I tell you this morning, that's what I deserved. I deserved God's wrath. I deserved to have to drink from a cup of tremblings. I don't deserve for my cup to run over. But how in the world did I end up this way? Book of Isaiah, chapter number 51 and verse 22. Thus saith thy Lord the Lord. And the God that's pleading the cause of his people, behold, I've taken out of thine hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my fury. Thou shalt not drink again. God said you had a cup of tremblings. God said you had a cup of fury. But he said, you know what? He said, you'll not have to drink that again. Watch this. Somebody get me a bottle of water. Run, get me a bottle of water. Two bottles. Bring me two bottles. God said there was a cup of trembling. And there was a cup of my wrath. And that's what mankind was destined to drink. But he said, I'll take that out of your hand. He said, you'll never have to drink that again. you never have to drink that again. How? How? Matthew 26, 42. The Bible said he went again the second time and prayed saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it. Thy will be done. You know what Jesus did at Calvary for you? He took the cup of God's wrath. He took the cup of God's trembling. The one you and I deserve to drink out of. And yonder at Calvary, he drank our cup. Oh my, he drank our cup. No longer am I drinking from a cup of wrath and from a cup of tremblings. Because the Lord Jesus Christ drank from the cup. Oh my, I believe when he hung on the cross and he said, I thirst. I believe he was talking about the cup. And he said, oh, I thirst. Why? Because he's going to drink the cup of tremblings. And now here you and I. The ones that deserve to be overflowed with the wrath of God. To be overflowed, but God instead 
has poured blessings into our cup. I said he's poured blessings into our cup. (laughs) Y'all ain't getting it. Keep watching. I said he poured blessings into our cup. And now our cup. (laughs) Y'all get that in a minute. That's your life. You deserve the cup of wrath. You deserve the cup of judgment. You deserve the cup of trembling. But because Jesus drunk that cup on Calvary, now your life is what? It's a life full of the overflowed blessings. Amen of the Almighty. Amen. I say glory be to the Lamb of God. Look around you. Think about how God has blessed you. Think about how good God has been to you. Your life is a life of the overflowed blessings of the Almighty. No wonder that sheep said, my cup runs over. I'm going to be honest with you, Dimsdale. This honest, I know how to be at the church house. You talk about blessed. If somebody called me tomorrow and said, Brown, I'll just put a million dollars in your bank account. Go out and buy something. I ain't sure what I'd go buy. I really, I can't think of anything that I would really be like, oh, I got to have this. I mean, I'd probably go out and blow it on some guns or something. You all know me, but as far as what I need, I can't think of a thing, brother. This morning, my cup just overflows. Memories. Memories. Sometimes I can't think of things. But then sometimes it's like it just comes crystal clear. Sometimes it's see it so clear. Some of y'all don't remember. Some of you do. Y'all don't, some, but some of y'all don't remember them spells that John Cooper used to take down, down the aisle up yonder. John had come in on a walker. He had an aortic aneurysm. The doctor said he should have been dead for years. John come in on a walker and you'd think John got one foot in the grave and another foot on the nanner pillin. And he'd sit down. I can just see the Holy Ghost go stirring. John would go to Clayton. And then before you know it, he'd come up the aisle without the walker. And he'd be giving it this, woo! 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 What memories. And when I think about stuff like that, my cup just. <laughs> my cup just overflows. You know what that is? That's the Lord pouring it in. I'd stand at the back door and Arnold would come back there and he couldn't say nothing. He'd just be crying. He'd just grab me by the hand. He'd go. And he'd just be pumping out of his eyes. I'm just thinking about y'all just leave me alone. I'm just thinking about some bygone days. 
Y'all understand one of these days. My cup's so full. How many of y'all blessed by the Lord? I mean, I could go on and on. I think about my nanny's house and oatmeal cream pies. This day's gone by, see. Memories come flooding back every now and again. What is that? That's just the Lord pouring a little in my cup. Days at Laurel Branch Church with Ollie teaching Sunday school with a flannel graph. I never will forget on Easter Sunday that tomb was always empty. She'd always roll that stone away and set that angel up there and say, look yonder boys and girls, he's gone. Yeah. I'm just talking about my cups overflowing. I've got a, I've got a hush. Sometimes my cup just overflows. You got an overflowing cup this morning. It's God been good to you. God been good to you. Oh boy, you ought to thank him for it. I don't know how to give no altar call to end of this message. Just to simply say I'm standing on the table lands looking back down toward home right now. Oh, I don't want to get into next week's message. But they'd lead them sheep off the edge of that table land. And you could start seeing home. Smoke rising. Now the table land was great. Lush vegetation. But home's home. <laughs> Some of y'all getting it. They'd start off toward that table land and they could see home. Smoke arising. <laughs> Warmth of the barn. I don't know about you, but I'm glad there's, I believe I'm seeing home this morning. I believe I'm almost home. Now, I'm a big baby. I'm, 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 I'm trying to hush. I'm a big baby. I, when I was a kid, I was up way up to a teenager before I ever spent a night away from home. I just loved home. And I remember I'd go to home and I'd call, get homesick, call, Dad have to come after me. And I remember when I went off to Western, I never had been away from home. I hated Cullaway. I hate it to this day. I remember that first day coming back up through the Pensacola Valley. Everything looked so beautiful. And I thought, oh boy, this is home. You know, there's a certain feeling you get. You ever been gone off the beach and when you first come back up through Spartanburg, you start seeing them mountains? It's like, oh, right yonder's home. There's home. Brother Neil, I believe we can see the mountains. I believe home's just around the corner. But whether it's uh, 10 days or a thousand years, I can say, my cup's overflowed, Lord. You've been too good to. Let's stand our feet. Heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Father, Lord, I don't know how to give an altar call, but I believe you're doing some work in some people's hearts. Lord, maybe some other sheep, their cup.
cup has overflowed this morning and they just need to gather around this altar and thank you for an overflowed cup. Maybe others, Lord, that have become a little bit growly, a little bit grouchy about life. You reminded them this morning that you've overflowed their cup. Oh, God. Maybe they just need to come say, I'm sorry for growling. I'm sorry for grouching. Lord, you've overflowed my cup. These days with the shepherd sure have been awful precious. In Jesus' name. These folks are at gathering, still moving, but there's still room for you in the altar. You might just want to come. Say, I do have an overflowed cup. I want to thank the Lord for that. I've got an overflowed cup. Oh, my. Oh, my. If we're not careful, we'll neglect the gifts that God has put in our life. Let's not do that, church. God's overflowed our cup. Father. Lord, there's some sheep gathered around this altar this morning. You've overflowed our cups. I believe in this service today, you've overflowed some cups. Oh, great God of heaven. Lord, you're such a great God. You've been so good to us. We want to thank you and we want to praise you publicly, Lord, for overflowing our cups. Thank you for drinking our cups. Thank you for pouring in blessings. Thank you for my health and for my family. Lord, for all my spiritual blessings, thank you. It's all you. Our cup overflows. Help us to think on this all day long. Not keep our, just always keep our mind on the overflowing of our cup. We'll thank you and praise you.